Today on Career Growth Made Easy, we're going to check your progress. But did you know there's at least two types of progress when it comes to your jobs and careers? The first is your physical progress, your performance. How well are you contributing at work? The second is your financial performance. How do the numbers look for you in the terms of pay and benefits? Join me. Let's discuss. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell, and I'll be with you as we roll through episode 182, How to Check Your Progress. Da-na-na. Okay. In the intro, I talked about at least two types of progress when it becomes when it comes to you, your job, your working career. Before we get into the tangible aspect of it, your physical progress, your growth at work, what you do on a practical scale. We need to be aware of your financial progress. That focus we're talking about on how you're growing, you might like your job, dare I say, love your job, but we still need to do a basic review of Economics 101. Ugh, I know, boring. But really, there's only one key topic I'm going to remind you of, and it's that nasty word. Can you guess what it is? It's something that makes you feel like it's taking money out of your pocket or makes your dollars worth less, having a lower value. Oh, I can almost see you. I can envision you saying taxes, Craig, taxes. Guess what? That's not today's show topic. Drum roll. It's inflation. Okay. Inflation. Why is that topic on today's show about checking progress? Well, I recently had the opportunity to speak at another school. In fact, it was Crooms Academy in Sanford, Florida. It was a full-day teaching event where I saw over 100 students, and it was very inspirational getting to chat with the students, see what was on their minds, and help them with their potential first jobs and starting their careers. One topic we touched on was inflation. And I want to explain it pretty quickly, pretty clearly, so we can get back to our main topic, checking your progress, your physical progress at work. But we need to understand financially what's going on with inflation. Inflation, I would say, simply put, is the cost of goods or services increasing year over year. For, gosh, almost 100 years since the early 1900s, inflation was somewhere around 3%, three and a quarter percent. So what does that mean? Well, if during that time of 3% inflation, you took a dollar, a physical dollar, and you put it, let's say, under your mattress or in a book on the shelf, and a year later, you came back to that physical dollar, you'd be able to look under your mattress, you'd be open up, you know, open up your book, and you'd still be able to touch that physical dollar. We get it, right? No magic there. But here's the problem. The year that you put that dollar away for storage, for safekeeping, 
it was worth a dollar. It had 100% of its value, okay? With inflation being around 3% in this example, that dollar you took out a year later, now inflation has occurred. That dollar, while it's still a physical dollar, is only worth 97 cents. Kind of hard to understand, right? It's almost like a small piece of it has been bitten off the dollar. To explain it, in reality, let's say that you could buy a a soda at a store the year prior with a dollar. That included tax. You walked up, you gave your dollar, and you got a soft drink. You got a soda, or in my case, an iced tea. The following year, you take that dollar out from storage, like we're talking about, and you walk up to the store, and you go to buy that same drink. But this time, it's a dollar and three cents. While it's only three cents more and you reach for some change or an extra bill in your pocket, the point being here is that dollar did not buy the same product or service it did the year prior. So what we're saying is it's still a physical dollar, but that dollar has less value. I hope that makes sense. So how does inflation affect us? Well, since goods or services cost more, that means we might need to earn more to have the same level of living, the same ability to purchase services and goods. During the COVID years, we saw inflation as high as 8 or 9%. Nearing nearly 10%, that's right. If you put that dollar, that $100, $1,000 away in savings, maybe your fortune had more than that, $10,000. If you put it away in savings or the virtual under your bed, under your mattress, or between books, right? What's going to happen in one year? 10% inflation means that money is worth 10% less or it has 10% less buying power. So unless we stay up with inflation, which is tricky to do, our money is always being devalued. It's a function of life. Now, this is not meant to be a focus on financial uh, financial content only. The point, though, is it might want to make you interested in how to earn more at work, how to, to earn your keep, and at least try to keep up with inflation. One of the terms out there that's useful for this is called COLA, just like the drink, C-O-L-A. And it's an acronym that says Cost of Living Adjustment. It stands for Cost of Living Adjustment. In the old days, we're talking again in the early 1900s, mid-1900s, some companies gave COLA raises, meaning that if inflation went up 3%, your COLA would be 3%. So your cost of living was offset. You You lost that 3% in inflation because costs of goods and services went up, and cola came around and leveled that off. So your dollar still had $1 of buying power a year later. I hope that makes sense to you. So now, if you're hungry, if you're interested in how can you cover your pay, how can you make sure it increases over time, hopefully keeping up with inflation, in some cases maybe you can exceed the pay raise over inflation, and then therefore you'll be making more money than just breaking even. The way we're going to look at that, now that you've got the financial picture, is through your performance. Your performance, such as your progress at work, your growth at work on a practical scale, making sure that you're moving the needle. But what exactly does moving the needle mean? It means to make sure you're producing, you're contributing, and that means you're affecting the company's bottom line. It might be towards sales, production, 
customer satisfaction, there's a number of areas that you can help out. And it doesn't matter what role you play. If you're in an entry-level position or you've been somewhere for a couple of years and moved around, tried different, different roles in your company, or maybe you've had the opportunity to grow in your company to a new role. No matter what you're doing, you typically wouldn't be hired unless you were contributing to the company and moving that needle, helping the bottom line, which is the financial performance of the company, whether it's through making extra income for the company, it's reducing costs, which in a way is increasing the company's income because things cost less to operate or to produce. Or it could be in customer service or working in, you know, quality control, excuse me. With that said, if you reduce quality incidents, you'll have less returns. With customer service, if you help out in a technical level or uh, maybe instructional or informational level and you help the customers retain their products, your company, again, has less returns. It may not be for the reasons of a defective product. It may be that product is technically difficult to understand, and although the instructions were written and may be online, including videos, that you need to give a helping hand. No matter what role you play, you should be providing value to your company. So with that said, let's explore some terms we use with career coaching. First will be SWAT. And I'm not talking about the police. Okay. I'm talking about S-W-O-T, right? I got a little silly there. The S-W-O-T, the S stands for strength. The W stands for weakness. The O for opportunity. And the T is for threat. Now, why would this matter? Well, throughout your career, you're going to be focusing on strengths and weaknesses, as well as at times for a potential pay raise or a promotion or a position move in your company, there might be that, oh, that opportunity. Then comes along times where you've, you've spotted an opportunity, you're focused on it, and you're ready to make a move to apply for that promotion, to apply for that managerial role. But then unfortunately, some of your colleagues that you've worked with for years are applying as well. In a unique way, that's where the T applies from SWAT, the threat. They're not a physical threat to you in the sense of harm, but they're a competitive threat. And that's why we use these little acronyms to keep us motivated during our our jobs and our careers. And as we search out to see, where is it the place we're going to end up? Where is it the place we're going to land and feel comfortable? So going back to the S for strength, all of us have at least one strength. And you should know what that strength is. I do recommend keeping it polished, keeping it strong, but not putting a lot of effort into it. Because here's the key trick. If you were to get, let's say, out of a grade of 100, if you were to have an 88 or a 90 for a strength assessment on one of your abilities, and you worked on it and worked and worked tirelessly and stayed up late and listened to great podcasts like this one, you've gone online and studied YouTube and TED Talks and all this great stuff, polishing that strength from an 88 or a 90, you might get a half a percentage point or one point of increase as far as recognition. It could let you down. It could disappoint you. So don't focus on that strength. Just polish it gently. Keep make, make sure it stays sharp. Focus on your weakness. Weaknesses can come from your performance reviews. It can come with working with others if you have a mentoring or coaching program within your company. Or you can work with other like-minded people outside your company and learn about what they do, what strengths and weaknesses they're willing to share with you. And that might help you unlock what some of your strengths and weaknesses are if you can't see them. From there, like I mentioned, think about professional growth. YouTube's a great place, podcasts another, TED Talks if you're not familiar, books, still we have hardcover, 
softcover, even online books and ebooks, as well as audiobooks. Then there's a great resource I found over the years that might help you out, and it's edx.org. This is something really awesome. I believe it was something that Harvard and some of the other schools put together to offer free education online. You heard me right. Free education online. And it's quality education. They wanted to make education available to the masses, and they did this through this edx.org platform. But realistically, talking about today, talking about today's show title, how to check your progress. There's the financial side. You should be hungry. You should be aware, cognizant of what your pay is, what your bills are. Maybe we'll do a future episode about budgeting and understanding your your income versus your outlay, right? Income versus your budget, what your spending is. But really, it's about yourself growing. When you grow professionally, you grow personally, I believe. And so by getting a better education, it may make you more capable, more competent to move up in the future. And those were some of the areas we talked about. So what is this all about, though? Well, when I coach with resumes as well, I use a tool out there. And it has the acronym WITHIM. You might have heard of it. And WITHIM is what's in it for me. When I talk about that, it's not about what's in it for you or I. The resume is already about each of us. So we don't need to expand more on what's in it for me. I flip the view. I use the WITHIM in my training sessions as the opportunity for people to think about what's in it for their employer, from their employer's point of view. Why would we want to do this? By flipping the tables, we no longer make it about ourselves, but about those people that have hired us or potentially will hire us. I'm sharing that with him statement with you, because in the event that you didn't understand my move the needle comment earlier, how you impact the company's bottom line, you can use that with him statement backwards, thinking about what's in it for me, but for your employer's viewpoint. Put yourself in their shoes to see if they feel you as an employee and their team is contributing and providing value for the pay that you're being offered. That might just give you a different viewpoint on things and help you understand what employers look for. Go back to when you got your job description or you applied for the role. Make sure you're not only doing the average work, But if you're interested, going above average in your skills, your tasks, your opportunities, so that maybe you stand out one day and provide greater value than they were expecting. Now, let's talk about your satisfaction at your job. If you're not happy, why? If you're not growing, why? Think about it. Are you not happy at your job? Are you not happy with where you're working? Why is that the case? Think about it this way. What's in it for you? When you started, what was the draw to your job? What were you looking for? Did you achieve that and now it's become boring? It's become average? Or did you never achieve what you set out to do and maybe have to reset your sights and your focus? From there then, once you've met your requirements, met your goals, and you've met that progress check, let's say, find out what's going to drive you forward. What interests you today? What got you here won't get you there. And that's an old saying. So thinking about it differently, wherever you've come from to now, that is your point of progress. But it doesn't mean performing the same way, doing the same things, the same old tasks, the same old routines will get you further. So why, if you're not happy, are you still doing what you're doing? 
that's kind of a, a real reality check there. Why, if you're not happy, are you still doing what you're doing? When we talk about a progress check, we need to make sure we're happy with what we're doing. We enjoy what we're doing. We feel we're contributing, maybe giving back to your company, giving back to society, giving back to the community. It all depends where you work. On the other hand, though, what if you're not growing? Why is that? Is your employer not offering growth opportunities? Have you not sought out those growth opportunities? Maybe you weren't aware of those opportunities. Just some food for thought as we get ready to close the episode. Regarding this episode, though, financial stability, financial awareness was the first part. The second was your personal performance, your progress at work. How well are you doing? And can you see the difference of who you were from six months or a year ago to today? If not, take stock. Take inventory in who you are. Do that little analysis, that SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. Check out your strengths. Work with a friend, a colleague, a family member, a fellow student, and ask them what they see in you for strengths, as well as weaknesses. It might surprise you. You might become a little defensive, which is human nature, but just resist the urge to speak, to be defensive, and just let them talk and explain what they see in you. That might open up some doors. I've been in the work industry for over 30 years in a variety of positions. And as I start to get feedback, it differs as we mature in our walks of life, as we gain professional experience, and as we gain educational uh, you know, information, such as through this number of techniques that I talked to you about and the number of uh, opportunities out there. In doing so, that changes how we act and who we are. In our core, we're still ourselves, but we're growing, we're adding knowledge, we're adding wisdom, and so we have more to offer society, more to offer our personal lives, as well as professional. So take stock in who you are, realize there is more to it than just money, but to achieve more money, you need to grow inside as well as externally. I hope today's show, How to Check Your Progress, gave you some food for thought, starting out with the money focus, but ending with the internal personal growth, the pursuit of happiness, of being happy at your job, growing at your job, and having some opportunities that maybe you didn't know of existed, such as the edx.org opportunity for continued growth. And by the way, many of those opportunities at edx.org are free. You might want to check it out now. Have a wonderful week ahead. We'd love to hear from you on our podcast comments. Please take the time to leave a review. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, pretty much you name it, we're out there. We spent some time to push the show out so it's accessible to you no matter where you go and where you are. You've been listening to Craig Ansell on the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. (laughs) 